It's the end of deer season and time to bring in the stands and trail cams, right? Not with a WiseEye trail camera. See, WiseEye has a function that can detect deer, predators, hogs, people, vehicles, and turkeys. With turkey season just a few weeks away, you better start scouting now. And the best part about these cameras is they break down the best times and days for deer, hogs, and turkeys, which will quickly help you decide when old Tom swinging a paintbrush beard will walk through. You can find these on the Digital Outdoor Store on Facebook or on Amazon. Trust me, the WiseEye Trail Camera is one of the best investments a hunter can make. In this episode, we're going to get with Lamar Bunting from Conway, Arkansas. Lamar is a professional crappie angler and one of the best in the business right now. Very approachable guy, very knowledgeable guy, easy to talk to. I'm telling you folks, if you want a good time, want to see some stuff, and want to learn some things, go to one of these professional tournaments. They're way in and talk with these guys. They're so approachable. They're very down to earth and they're willing to share information. It's the, it beats all I've ever seen in my life. These guys know a lot of stuff and they want you to know a lot of stuff. So go check them out. Lamar and the team will be over at Cross Lake this coming up weekend. Several more guys I know will be over there. Hayden Jeffries, the hottest name in crappie fishing right now will be over there and every one of them will tell you, come ask me questions, come talk to me. Let's grow the professional crappie world and they're doing a great job. I was a marshal, got to ride in the boats with a few guys this weekend, a few teams, and let me tell you something, it is an enjoyable experience. We're going to talk about that at the end of this podcast. So, listen to, listen to Lamar, you're going to enjoy it, I promise. Man, you, you I know I'm tired. You tired? Man, uh, I can say it's been a long two days. It sure. has been an eventful two days. That's a fact. That's you a know, fact. yesterday... Uh, I got Lamar Bunting with me. Uh, we're talking about the ACT right here on Lake Darvon. Yesterday, man, Bluebird Day. Yep. Couldn't ask for better weather. And uh, today, I think we saw everything but a little bit of sleep. Man, it's, <laughs> it's Louisiana and it's Darvon. Man, that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm used to seeing when I come down here, of course. Man, I tell you, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, you know, been around a, a tournament of this style. And, and you guys are great. And uh, but I will tell you this, you are very intense about what y'all do. Oh yeah, that's a fact, uh, man. We um we definitely are real serious about what we do for sure. Um, but I think we have a little more laid back kind of attitude about you do what we do and you know who we are as crappie fishermen and how we kind of carry ourselves and uh you know we're a growing industry, we're growing things, so we definitely don't want to put no black eyes out there for say as far as. Saying we stuck up or don't want to talk to people or hey, you know, don't you, want to help. That's exactly right. I mean, I I I came into this as a marshal. I was a marshal and I came in thinking, okay, these guys are gonna be up on front of that boat and they ain't gonna even worry about me. I had guys that talked to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. I went out there the first day with Luke Herring and Bradley. And Luke was fishing. Bradley, 14 years old, sat back there and talked with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we chatted and carried on, and Luke would get in on it. I mean, it was a great time. Then they caught, Luke caught a big goose, which was hilarious <laughs> to us. And, and we had a good time with that. It was just an overall good experience. Yep. But let me tell you, man, when uh, when it came down to getting on fish, you know, that's when the focus changed and, and exactly. it was business at hand. Yep. So tell us a little bit about your background, Lamar. Man, uh, born and raised. Conway, Arkansas. Uh, spent a lot of time in Mayflower, which is my grandma, grandpa house. That's where I grew up at, pretty much when I wasn't with my parents, of course. Uh, grew up on Lake Conway. Grew up fishing with my grandpa on the lake. Uh, we did a lot of bass fishing in his earlier years when he was a little more younger, a little more kind of gung ho, standing on the deck all day, and you know, beat the banks bass fishing. 
uh, as he got older, we transitioned over to crappie fishing or white perch fishing, as y'all say, kind of down here in Louisiana, of course. So, uh, you know, transitioned over to that and uh, did that for many years as Grandpa got older, of course. And, you know, it's kind of the old man sport, you know, crappie fishing. Yeah. So I uh, did that with him, and it's really hung heavy on my heart because, you know, that's what we did. Yeah. And uh, now, I mean, we're 2023, and, you know, we're running big old Ranger boats and 300, 250-horsepower motors and, you know, big old units on the boat. And, I mean, we're basically almost playing a video game now. So I was I was talking to somebody. I was talking to Matthew Rogers the other day, and, and we talked about, you know, when I was coming through, it was an old man sport. Yep. You know, and, and now with, I guess, with the technology – you think that's kind of enticing to the younger generations? It is, it is. I mean, when you look at it now, I mean, I've got a a, a 17-year-old daughter. She'll be 18 in June. Uh, I've got a son that'll be 16 in August. Um, The first thing they got in their hand when they was big enough to know what was going on was either some type of phone or some type of smart tablet or, you know, some type of technology is what they came out, you know, pretty much the womb with now. Yeah. So, you know, you take a lot of your younger guys that play, like, your video games and, you know, your stuff on the phones, the stuff on the tablets. Well, you incorporate that with something like fishing. I mean, you open the sky, you know, wide open to bring all these younger generation in that's already good with technology as it is, and now they can go fishing with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's definitely helping, you know, the young and upcomer guys for sure. It's definitely helping them. Yeah. Uh, your older guys uh, are, have got it kind of a little harder because they've got habits they don't want to break. Well, right. Because scope, you pretty much got to break everything you used to do. Because it's a whole nother game now. Oh, it's 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 way it's way different than I remember when before Livesco came in, we'd get out here on this lake and try to, you know, you you would leave, you'd fish for a little while, and you say, well, the fish just wasn't they yeah. just, I, it just wasn't biting, or they wasn't, I wasn't on. And now that you've got this technology that shows you that the fish are there, yep. uh, uh, what used to be a two-hour fishing trip now turn into four or five-hour fishing trip exactly. if they're not biting, because you you're you're constantly almost stimulated. Yep. You see the fish, you get on the fish. It's their it's their choice to bite or not. You exactly. Know? And you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, it's cheating." I said, "Well, I mean, it's about like trail camera hunting with deer." You know, I mean, I mean you, you exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, what's the difference of guys sitting on their phone with mobile cameras now? You know, sending you wireless pictures. And you know, if you're hunting a big deer, big deer is smart. That's why they're big. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got to play the wind. You've got to play the time. You've got to play all that in your favor. Well, the more you go in and out of there, you educate that deer. So what do you do? You put up wireless cameras to give you the better advantage. Mm-hmm. Now we've got technology that gives us a better advantage of at least being able to go find fish. And right. now when we find fish, we can see fish. I don't know how many fish I've seen today on Darbone. I caught over 200 and some weighable fish in two days. Yeah. Caught over, I think, 202, 208 weighable fish. That's one fish over a pound. Oof. I put a hook in over 200 of them in two days, okay? <laughs> it's crazy. But I bet you I've seen another 1,000-plus that would look at a bait or wouldn't even acknowledge a bait and swim off. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to, to say it's cheating, it, that, that's not the case anymore. That's right. I mean, just because you can see them don't mean they're going to bite. That's exactly right. So, I mean, you know, it's many days I leave off a lake with my tail tucked between my legs because I could see them. And I think I can catch a fish, and these days I go out there and I get I get beat. I mean, they just won't bite, and they're not going to have it. So it's part of it. How long have you been working with LiveScope? Man, I've been working with LiveScope since the national championship at Grenada. So that would have been 19, I want to say. I could be off a year. It's either 19 or 20 okay. when the national championship was at Grenada Lake. We were still actually spider rigging mm-hmm. with the LiveScope. 
uh, incorporated after we took a butt whipping from the guys that was running around with one pole because we thought, you know, oh, there's no way, you know, a guy with one pole can beat a spider rigging with eight, and now we can see our baits because yeah. we had the live scope. Well, yeah, that, that turned out to be false. You know, uh-huh. we, we took a butt whipping. So yeah. uh, being a guy that don't like to get beat, I've always been competitive in fishing, of course, and from everything else I've done. Well, I knew then if I want to compete, I want to be relevant, I've got to get away from this. So I had to drop my habits. My habits were spider rigging. I love to put the eight fold, you know, eight folds out the front, spider rig, and, you know, just yank on fish, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But I knew to compete at the level that this thing was going after seeing a few guys who had basically dominated us with one pole in their hand, I knew I had to either catch up and get on board or you were going to be left behind. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's just what it is now. So it's game changer absolutely oh it's absolute game changer i mean if, if everything on my boat broke as far as electronics going i had enough money to buy one thing it definitely would be another that'd be scope. it yeah <laughs> for sure how long did it take you think to get and i'm not going to say good at it because you hate to say good at anything yep. but how long did it get you to be comfortable with it man uh the biggest thing on the live scope getting comfortable the first thing to do is learn what you're seeing you know you've got to be able to identify what you're seeing what you're looking at so I would say it took me probably three to four months to really just see what was, accept all the information I was getting. You know what I mean? And once I kind of understood what I was seeing, which I understood what I was seeing because we were spider rigging with it. So I knew what a bait was. I knew what the depth was. I knew what a, a crappie looked like because we used to push the baits up to the fish, you know, when we were spider rigging. Yeah. But you bring a whole nother level of hand-eye coordination when you're trying to target a, a fish and move the boat and move the trolling motor and keep your eye on the fish keep your foot on the trolling motor you know keep your hand lined up with the trolling motor so you can see your bait in the cone of the live scope so to get to where i could say i felt like i was we will say a uh, proficient with the live scope i'm gonna say you know if you fish hard and you got to work ethic i'm gonna say it's a six month to year window to get proficient to where you can actually put your boat in the water and feel like you can go catch fish on a regular basis you know when we talked on the phone before this you said ask facebook yep. what they wanted one of the questions that was asked was how are you not scaring fish man um that you've got a, a few different things that come into that um i run a big old heavy glass boat it sits lower in the water lower profile so it's left what they call it what we call guys fishing water slap uh-huh. on the nose of the boat so if you're going to go into the you know into the wind you're going to get slapped from the front of a boat aluminum boat man it's tough i'm not gonna sit here and tell you you know it's not it is it's, yeah. it's, that's just facts aluminum boat is tough you know um that there's it, it's gonna reflect a lot more water because it sits up higher on the surface of the water uh-huh. and the waves get under that boat and slap that metal and give you that that thump or that kind of splash off of the boat which right. therefore in return you know spooks fish uh if you've got really spooky fish there's a couple different things you can do you can go um there's a, a basically what it is is what they call a silent stalker mm-hmm. the guy's in missouri he makes what they call a silent stalker so if you are in an aluminum boat or you've got a boat that you feel like it's kind of loud from water hitting it you can order a silent stalker and wrap it around the front of your bow and what it is is basically a big old vinyl cover with some padding in behind it and what it does is you've got this vinyl cover on the outside a big thick padding in the inside and then you've got the whole of your boat well when that water hits that outside cover that canvas material with that padding it takes the the slap off of your boat so that's one big thing that's you know he's, he's 
very, very reasonable for what you get with the material and what it's made out of. So that's one way you can kind of cure the boat slap. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you can get, you know, like um, as far as like a drift sock, uh, a set of chains for the guys who don't have a lot of money. Yeah. You can go out and buy drift socks. You can go out and buy your big old logging chain. Uh-huh. You know, you get your five-eighths logging chain, about 10-foot sections. Okay. And take you a 100-foot of rope, cut it in 50-foot sections. Tie that big old 10-foot of chain, the big log chain, to that rope. Well, what you can do is when you get up wind, turn your boat around, lay them chains out the back of the boat, and tie them off to the cleats in the back of your boat. Well, as you manipulate how much line you have out, is that's how much chain is dragging across the bottom. Well, in return, it's going to slow your boat down, going downwind. Well, now you've got, you know, if you're in a 15-foot boat or a 23-foot boat, you've got that much boat behind you and stopping the wind from getting up there and taking all that noise from the front of the boat that's going into it. So now you're taking all the splash 20 foot behind you in the boat, and you're fishing out the front of the boat. Yeah. So that's just a cheap and efficient way to slow you down if you are fishing downwind. I like that. You know, if you, uh, you know, don't mind going in debt like most of us guys have done, buying these big old boats and electronics and everything, uh, you can go with a power pole, with a drift paddle, and you can drop those, and that'll slow you down really, really big time. You know, from dragging the paddle in the water, it slows your boat down. Which in return, the whole key is to put the splashing on the back of the boat and put it 20, 15, 18 foot behind you so you don't spook that fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, me, uh, Terry Stewart, and uh, Danny Rogers, um, they had trolling motors on the back of their boat. Terry right. Stewart was, the you know, the pioneer of it back in the spider rigging days. And Terry done it because when we got real shallow, the front trolling motor used to spook the fish. Well, Terry would take his rear trolling motors and he would push his boat spider rigging to get the noise away from the front of the boat so he could catch, you know, crappie on Grenada Lakes to Mississippi Lakes that were real shallow. Well, live scope come along, and it was, you know, out there fishing. I said, man, it'd be nice to be able to back this thing up and quit running over fish. Well, I called Terry, and Terry kind of sent me some blueprints. And Danny Rogers, they sent me blueprints of how they had them mounted on their Rangers. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the blueprints and put them on, and it was, I mean, absolute night and day. I mean, it's a complete game changer. This game is evolving every day. Yeah. You know, some people don't like the trolling motors on the back. They call them training wheels or what, whatever. I mean, you can call it what you want to call it. Day in, day out, it's like everything else. Your athletes get stronger. They get more involved. They get, you know, they work out. You know, they're, they're constantly learning game. They're watching footage. Well, that's the same thing with this crappie fishing. If it's within the, the guidelines of the tournament trail, it's not cheating. You can call it what you want. That's right. It's within the rules. It's out there. And, you know, me, the pride is not a deal for me. I want to compete, and I want what I need to compete. And if I need to put two trolling motors on the back of my boat to call them training wheels or whatever you want to call them, so be it. I'm going to compete, mm-hmm. and we'll let the rest settle in the dust. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I watched Hayden today, the boat control mm-hmm. that he he would go, and all of a sudden that boat would just it would stop, yep. and he would go left or he would go. And, and I, I, I've told a few people it's like watching a heavy equipment operator. It is. I mean, once you, I guess you guys get so used to your equipment that mm-hmm. it's almost like a, a, a third appendage. You it know, is. You can I mean, just move it wherever you want yeah, to Yeah, you know, you're sitting in that boat. You've got, you know, me and Hayden, you know, we both run Ranger 522s. Uh, we're both running, you know, 112-pound oil trixes on the front, dual trolling motors on the rear in conjunction with poles and paddles. Well, the whole key to that is you've got a lanyard on your neck, you've got a trolling motor under one foot, and you've got this button that we use, which is a stomp button. And when you hit it, it feeds power to those rear trolling motors, which engages them and lets them pull you back, or like you said, shut you down and stop you. Mm -hmm. So what you do is, you know, you've got a rod in one hand, 
You've got line in another hand. You've got a trolling motor under one foot. You've got a button under your left foot. You've got a remote hanging on your neck. I mean, so you're basically a, you're a musician without playing all your instruments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a drum player. So you've got to, you know, hit your brakes. You've got to turn your trolling motor. You've got to put the bait on the fish with your hand. you got to keep your eyes on the electronics. So, you know, there's definitely an art to it for sure. Man, I'm going to tell you, I was I was really impressed with, with the stuff I saw you guys doing. Yep today so let's talk about this tournament mm -hmm. coming in you know this is something y'all never seen before so what was your game plan coming in man um honestly you know everybody knows when you go crappie fishing or you've had this live scope the smaller fish are always easier to catch they're not educated like we talked about a big deer he's mm -hmm. educated well that little old spike or little old two-year-old buck he's not educated he'll walk out there at four o'clock and eat and eating corn well, these smaller crappie, those pound fish, which is what we had to target to be able to keep. Mm -hmm. So in all sense, it makes sense to go out here and try to find a big congregation of smaller pound, pound a quarter, pound 30 fish. Because the whole key to this game is catching a bunch of fish as fast as you can. Right. But they had to be over a pound. Right. So in return, what you want to do is you want to go out here and find these. This lake holds tremendous amount of fish. I mean, it is absolutely nuts how many fish I've seen. Over, I pre-fished about four hours Thursday and then fished a tournament Friday, Saturday, which um, the pre-fishing side of it wasn't a big deal because you're not out here looking for these little perfect nooks or crannies, these exceptional fish you're hiding in. You're out here looking for a congregation of one pound fish and all your job was to do was to find them and catch them as quick and as fast as you could. So uh, it's definitely fun, you know, because you now we're trained almost like robots to drive by those fish. Once you get good with the live scope, you can identify the fish you're seeing, what size the fish is. You drive past fish that don't fit that criteria. Mm -hmm. So you get stuck kind of in a, in a one-dimensional game because you're looking for this one exceptional fish. And you drove past hundreds of hundreds of fish in a day because you're looking for seven fish. Mm -hmm. Now you get to see him and stop and catch him. So, you know, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I don't know how many .80s to .95s we caught. I yeah. mean, I bet we caught 50 to 60 of them a day, mm -hmm. you know, in eight hours plus the others, you know, 60, 70, 80 fish we weighed in that were over a pound. So, you know, you're talking about putting your hand on two, 300 fish in an eight hour period, you know, so <laughs> Man, I mean, it, is... was, it was a blast. In 2023, time is a valuable thing, and nobody knows this better than the guys at Ludwig Marine. Mitch Ludwig came from working 10 years as a millwright on a swing shift schedule to being a small business owner, and he fully understands how precious time can be for today's fishermen. Dealing in Ranger, Triton, War Eagle, Mercury, Yamaha, Tahatsu, Honda, Gatortail, Copperhead, and now Reaper Boats. For all your boating needs, call Ludwig Marine at 318-545-5595 or go see them at either of their two locations. 110 Old Highway 15 in Farmerville or on U.S. Highway 165 South in Monroe. And one thing that I noticed, you know, people um, have, have made comment before, well, why is Crappie Fishing got two people in a boat? Well, I can tell you with this, this style tournament right here, if you're going you, to be successful, you got to have two people. You had to. I mean, you know, it's, the man with one person in this format of tournament is definitely behind the eight ball. Oh, man. I, it's, mean, I fished with, with Chris Trailer today. Yep. Um, and Chris was by himself. Yep. And so we were beside the Jeffries. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, 
it's almost two to one. Yeah. It was like Hayden would could hook a fish, turn around, give everything to Mr. Dan, and he was back fishing. Yep. Whereas Chris would catch a fish, he'd have to get it in, and then we'd have to weigh it, and then he'd have to yep. take it off. And then, I mean, it's just the time, the mm-hmm. speed. And when people talk about speed with something like this, they're not talking necessarily talking about the speed of the trolling motor as much as they're just talking about the overall speed of the fishing itself you exactly. know everything exactly is that kind of what y'all were doing yeah you know um i you know last year i fished all year by myself which it was a different format because i was looking for seven fish so you know i could kind of be a lot more picky and a lot more cautious about what i caught throughout the day because i knew i had to handle everything myself like what you just said you had to catch him land him weigh him put him in the live well make sure they stay alive so mm-hmm. you know it was definitely a different grind you know you'd come in at the end of the day you were physically and mentally just exhausted because you've had to do everything well now that i've got you know blessed with the one i have now gene newmeyer you know my guy that fishes with me now i mean i'm just like with you know hey and i stick a fish i can hand him the rod and the bait and the fish and he's gone i get another rod and go right back to fishing so it's almost like you turn into a machine. Yeah. You're, you're catching, handing stuff off, picking another one up, and you develop a routine and a flow. And once you get that locked in, I mean, you just, you, I mean, you see it. I mean, yeah. the boy's a machine. He, he flat foot. It was. I mean, just drug the, the way in the day. I mean, the boy caught a hundred and. 148 pounds today. I think 121 or 122 yeah. fish today. Yeah. And he had 110 pounds yesterday. Ended so, with 259.4, yeah. I think. He's like almost 260 pounds of fish. Yeah. You know, basically you could break it down and say he caught 130 pounds of fish each day. Yeah. You know, that he put his hands on. So you think about how many little fish he caught that just didn't make the one-pound mark. It, the numbers are, are, I mean, they're just unreal. Coming in, you know, people were like, man, whoever's going to be hating or, who, you know, they even nope. said, Lamar's Marshall, they're going to be busy. <laughs> you know, after watching, I think. The guy behind y'all was probably the busiest person. I can tell you right now. People think, you know, well, man, you know, uh, the, the, the boat, well, we know some people call him the net guy. You know, uh, some people call him the boat manager. You know, some people, man, you know, you, you, it don't make no sense why you ain't fishing. You know, you ought to be fishing. Well, you got to understand, at the end of the day, this thing's a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, he is just import, as important, if not more important, than us. Because like what you just said, if if, you know, my fish die. What good did it do me? Yeah. Oh, I caught 20 pounds. Well, what'd you weigh in? Nothing because they died. Right. So, you know what I mean? So he's, I'll be honest with you, he, the, the man who's back there handling everything, keeping fish alive, weighing fish, you know, keeping baits tied on, keeping rods re-rigged because you hung up and broke them. Yep. You know, when you get a big fish on top of the water and she's coming in, she pops loose and he catches her in the net. What's that worth? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's so, right. You know, you can't take anything away from those guys who have took, if some people want to call the back road or they've took the back seat, that person is just important, if not more important, than the man sitting up there on front of that thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it goes hand in hand, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, it's like, I I, I was watching them, you know, and I'm like, man, they're like a, a NASCAR pit stop. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, it's they are just one rotating machine mm-hmm. the whole trip and i'm like you know i'm sitting here and I'm watching and the cleaner that you can fish as far as no hang-ups no yep. hookup no bumbles and just this the better mm-hmm. the more efficient you it's like playing the lottery i guess exactly. you play the lottery enough you're gonna win <laughs> exactly the more you can keep that lure in the water the more fish you're gonna catch exactly and that was that was probably the most of uh that i took away from yep. this experience was watching how um 
just effective a good team can work together. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've proven it. You know, uh, Josh Jones and, you know, Josh Reynolds, they, you know, they done it out the gate. Matthew Rogers and Bruce Rogers, you know, they done it out the gate. You know, now Hayden and his dad are, yeah. are they're doing it out the gate. You know, I've been blessed now to where I've got a partner. You know, we've done good. Yeah. Um. You know, Jordan Sanders and his part. I mean, it, you know, you look at the guys who day in and day out who are at the top on a regular basis. They are they're a well-oiled machine, and they know what they're doing. Everybody knows their job. When they get out there on the water, one man goes to doing his thing, the other man goes to doing his thing, and they don't miss a lick no all miss. day long. And they know. I, I, I mean, it's almost like Dan never moved from the same spot. Yep. Hayden would just – I mean, almost didn't even have to look at yeah. it. You know, they just, they're like a middle infield on a great uh, baseball exactly. team. I mean, exactly. they know exactly <laughs> what the other person's thinking. It was good to see. Yeah. So let's talk about – um, how was it having somebody like a marshal in the boat on this aspect? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we we had two marshals, you know, one yesterday, one today. And, man, they were absolute great guys. I mean, had an absolute blast with both of them, you know. Um, I don't care about you getting on the front of the deck and watching what we're doing. You know, I want you to see what's going on. So, you know, both guys I had had boats. They have live scopes. So this was more of a um, learning thing for them than it was anything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted them to get up here and see what I'm seeing. And see what, you know, what caught my eye. Or they had, man, well, why'd you stop on that? Well, do you see right here? Can you see this detail, you know? So this game is not going to grow if we don't help the next ones coming up. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to get there. If we want to be able to fish for $100,000, you know, $100,000 on a regular basis like a bass angler does. Well, you being, you know, kind of trapped with your information or not willing to help the next man, it's not going to make it get there. But the more boats you get showing up, well, guess what? You draw more eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, when you draw more eyes, you draw more attention. When you draw more attention, you draw more sponsors. That's how it works. So, you know, I'm always willing. You know, people inbox me. I try to answer anybody back. If they inbox me about something, I always try to get back to them. Do I, am I perfect? No. You know, I sell cars. I've got a wife. I've got kids. I travel to fish tournaments. Just like everybody So, else. you know, yeah. yeah. I try my best to get back to everybody, of course, That's you right. know. Because I know, you know, I asked a lot of people about information or about, you know, setups, about when I was looking at boats, you know, when I was looking at setting up, you know, my rig. You know, I asked a lot of guys, you know, a lot of information, and they were always good about helping me out. You know, I was inquired about, you know, the old Ranger boats. Patrick Stone, he was a big one to help me out picking my boat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Cotton, another guy, runs a Ranger boat. He was really good about helping me out. You know, um, Terry Stewart, another old Ranger owner. You know, I went to these guys who have been pioneers of this sport for a long time and have spent unlimited hours in these boats when I went to setting up my boat. If they hadn't helped me, where would I have got to? So, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to remember where I come from and who helped me get to where I've got to. So I try to pass that same thing on, you know, to the next guys coming up for sure. You know, it's funny you say that, Chris, today. He's he's just getting in it really good. Yep. You know, he's he's up and coming and doing his best. And he said that when I told him I was going to talk with you. He yep. said, man, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, man, Lamar has answered every question I've ever given him. Mm-hmm. He said he's all, he's helped me out so much. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing mm-hmm. you ain't forgot that aspect in it. Well, I mean, you, at the end of the day, if you forget where you come from and you forget the guys who helped you out, that's when you develop that reputation of being that guy. Mm-hmm. I never want to be that guy. I want to be the guy standing out here in the crowd. If you want to walk up and talk to me, come talk to me. Come mm-hmm. shake my hand. I don't care. You know, I'm not that guy. I don't have a chip on my shoulder to where I'm too good to talk to somebody. I'm, I put my pants on one leg at a time like you do every morning yeah. and go through the same grind of having to go to work and, oh, Lord, I don't want to go here today. Mm-hmm. It's life. It's part of it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, it's just part of it. Yeah. 
Now let's talk about next week coming in. Yeah, so, I take that back. Where did you finish today? Uh, ended up finishing third today yeah. overall. Yeah. Yep. How did it go? I mean, were you, you were obviously you want to win, but um, yep. you know, man, um, you know, of course, every time you put your boat in the water, you want to win. I mean, that's why you do it. The competitiveness, you know, the edge of wanting to win. That's why we show up and do what we do because we want to compete. We want to win. You know, of course. Um, did I have a tall task at hand? Of course. Anytime, you know, Hayden Jeffrey shows up, Eric Hagel, uh, you know, the Stan Stipers, um, Frank Heidesek. I mean, man, you've got, you know, guys who are national champions showing up that putting their boat in the water just like you are. Right. So you've got to be on your A game day in, day out without fail. Right. Um, to finish third, man, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I That's mean, great. I you know, me and Darbone have a good relationship. I've second i'm expected when i show up to kind of take second for yeah say you know that's kind of been my my spot here so to finish in the top three i mean man i'm I'm absolutely happy with that you know i hear people talk about the jeffries and I've, I've heard a few interviews with hayden and dan and and they'll tell you real quick you know they're not doing anything nobody else is doing mm-hmm. and it's it's only going to make this sport grow yep. as good as they are yeah and you are a prime example of yep. that you know you come in you know who your target's going to be it. every time you come yeah. in that's, that's the guy. It. That's the guy you want. I know. I can already yeah. tell, man. So let's talk about Cross Lake next week. How you looking, man? Um, never been on it. Uh, you know, you look at the map. It's a bowl. You know, there's no really no contours. Everything's about the same depth. Um, but it's not a real huge lake. You know, there's not. From what I can see, there's not a lot of structure in it. You know, just you know, researching on it and everything. Um, you know, we get to pre-fish Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days. Um. Man, it's really one of them deals. You're just going to have to drop the trolling motor in the water and, you know, cover a lot of water and just kind of see the lay of the land and how everything sets up, you know, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, the weather's going to be terrible, of course, but, hey, that's tournament fishing. If yeah. you want bad weather, sign up for a tournament. It, that's it, right. It'll play out like that. Hey, I'm going to say, it, it showed does. out like that today. <laughs> you know, but, um, man, I'm definitely looking, you know, forward to it. It'll be the, the new Elite format, which will be a, a new, another new trail this year, you know, following just what we did at ACT now. Yeah. So it'll be a new trail, you know, uh, 50 boats. Uh, you've got some sticks in it. I mean, you got some guys who have got a, you know, they got a name behind them. They they've proven themselves day in day out, year after year. Uh, so you know, you're definitely going to have a competitive field. So you're going to have to be on your A game, and you're not going to be able to miss. I mean, you're just not. So, you know, you definitely got to bring everything you got every day for sure. Yeah, and I, you know, I know you going into it, you're expecting to. You don't expect to lose. No, no, you know, not if at you, all. If you ever, and I, I was thinking, I was telling somebody this, you know, like, well, it was one of my friends. He was like, oh, man, I don't know how I'd be if I had to go up and compete against Staden and them. I said, you can't think like that, mm-hmm. man. They're human just like you yep. are. They're a machine. Yeah, they may be good, but they're not They're not unbeatable. No. You know, you, if you go into that mentality before you ever get on the water, you ought not even show yep. up. Well, I'm going to tell you this. One thing about Hayden, we, we me and have got a really good relationship. We've come, you know, really close over the last, I'd say, year or so. Um, the deal with Hayden is he's going to give it everything he's got from the minute he puts his foot on that trolling motor to the minute he takes it off. So if you're not willing to commit like that, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to beat that guy. That's right. And work ethic at the end of the day is what this is about. That's you know, right. Do you need to know what you're seeing? Of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Hayden, when he says he's not doing anything different, he's not. He's working harder. That's right. He's giving it everything he's got. And he's, you know, he put a chip on his own shoulder today when we put our boats in the water. He said, I'm going to be, do better than I did yesterday. So he had already set a goal for himself before he ever got in the water fishing this morning. He knew he did 110 pounds yesterday. So he told me, he said, I'm, I'm going to beat that today. Yeah. And what did he do? He went out, set a goal, and he chased it. And yeah. He beat it. 
So you've got to be wired like that to run with the guys that are in this tournament trail now. And and you know I like and that's what winners do, man. Yep. They don't they're not worried about they're worried about what they're doing and being better than they were the day before. That's it. And that's why I really like Chris's mentality today. Yep. We were talking, and of course he didn't. You know, he he's not catching a lot of fish. But you know what he told me? He said, "All I want to do is be better than I was yesterday." Yeah. And that's all you can do. That's yep. you can only control what you can control. That's it. And and that's a great aspect uh, to look at, man. And and uh, well, we got some folks coming in here at Rats and Tails <laughs> and Shells. We we don't want to hold them up. Thank you, man. I appreciate you taking time to come in here and talk to me. So uh, good luck next week. And uh, hopefully I'll be talking to you pretty soon about a big win. Yes, sir, for sure. I know I'll be talking to you pretty soon. (laughs) I do. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Man, Lamar shared a lot of good stuff. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you taking time. I know you were worn out. I was too. And now you got to go right back into it this next weekend. So look, guys, let me tell you about the martial aspect. From a martial It was fun. It was informative. It was a seminar sitting right in front of me every day. I'm just getting into this stuff, and I'm really learning and liking it. I'm meeting these all these people, and they're great people. And I talked with one of my friends who has one of the biggest crappie, if not the biggest crappie ever caught in the state of Louisiana, Shane Hodge. He was a marshal. And a guy that is all, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. And he still told me, he said, Greg, I learned so much through the martial aspect it's it's unbelievable so guys it's a, it's you're helping this tournament you're learning some stuff you get like i said before you got a free seminar sitting right in front of you number one on live scope and number two on just overall how these guys fish and what their setups are what they're doing here what they're doing there so go and talk to them if you get a chance to go to these weigh-ins approach lamar shake his hand talk to him he wants to talk to people hayden jeffries is the same way you know, these guys, yeah, they're good, and don't let their names or their abilities intimidate you because they're just they're people just like we are. They put the pants on one leg at a time, and they're wanting to grow crappie fishing. Go talk to them. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. My name is Greg Hicks. This is the Antlers and Hicks podcast, and as always, I'm going to encourage you to live your life past 20 yards. We'll see you next time.